Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Parenting SOS Podcast. My name is Nadia Tari and I'm a mom of four with my youngest two kids having special needs. I wanted to create a podcast where other parents who have a child with special needs could come to get some tips, suggestions, and encouragement. On today's podcast episode, I would like to share about... Um, a way that you may or may not feel, um, but it's how I feel at times about my two younger boys who have special needs. As some of you know, I do have two older children who do not have special needs, so I know what it's like to have, you know, perfectly healthy children as well as um, two children who who struggle, you know, with daily tasks such as, you know, standing up or holding their head up, um, things like that. So, One of the things that I struggle with from time to time, just being totally raw and honest here, is that um, sometimes it's hard for me when I feel a sense of sadness or almost like grief. Not that they've passed away because they haven't, but it's, it's kind of a grieving for a life that they could have had. You know, if if they didn't have their special needs, like, you know, for example, if they could be walking around and what they would be saying if they could talk and, you know, just life for them without any limitations. Sometimes it's hard for me because I, I just, I don't know, I feel a sense of sadness and If you ever feel a sense of sadness or a sense of loss for your child who has special needs and, you know, anything that they cannot do um, or things they can't say or whatever, um, then this episode may be for you. If you have a child who has special needs and they don't really have any limitations, maybe they have some different kind of a special need, but they're not limited in any way physically or verbally or anything like that. Um, well, you may take something away from this, but if not, you know, I just wanted to throw this out there, especially for parents who have a child with special needs where they are limited in one way or another, whether they're limited physically or they're limited, um, verbally, mentally limited in any way. So as I may have mentioned, I actually can't recall, um, in other podcasts, my sister-in-law, so my husband's sister, uh, Anna, she and I actually got pregnant at about the same time. I mean, literally, we got pregnant within weeks of each other, which is really interesting because we did not talk to each other about getting pregnant. It was not a planned thing, although it just it just happened that we got pregnant, you know, within a couple of weeks of each other. So when we were going through our pregnancies together, she was actually due before me, um, and this pregnancy was with my fourth child, Josiah, who just turned five years old um, last month on June 20th. It was his birthday, but we just had Josiah's birthday party um, day before yesterday on Saturday because Scott, Josiah's dad, um, does truck driving. And so he was actually on the road back in the East coast on Josiah's birthday. And so I just decided it didn't seem right to have Josiah's birthday party 
without his daddy there. So I waited until Scott came home from, you know, being a truck driver out on the East Coast quite a bit of the time. Uh, I waited until Scott was back home to have his birthday party. And, and that's what we did. So if you're wondering why we just had Josiah's birthday party at the end of July when he turned five uh, on June 20th, that's the reason why. But anyway, getting back to Josiah's birthday party day before yesterday, um, my sister-in-law, Anna, and her husband and their two kids came for the birthday party, of course. And uh, Anna gave birth to her son a few weeks after I gave birth to Josiah because even though she was technically due before me, Josiah came six weeks early. So he ended up being a preemie baby and, you know, because my water broke early from those injections I was getting. I was getting uh, injections all throughout my pregnancy. But anyway, that's why I ended up having Josiah um, before she had her son. But the point is, when they were here at Josiah's birthday party just day before yesterday, uh, I can't help but look at Will, you know, um, and and see he's just a few weeks younger than my son Josiah, and yet, you know, as a five-year-old, they're both five, um, Will is walking around, Will is talking, Will is doing everything that a perfectly healthy five-year-old would do. And it's just, it just hits a little close to home because, you know, I I can't help but wonder what Josiah would be saying, you know, if Josiah could talk. And Josiah, fortunately, has much better upper torso control because of all those injections I got. Um, during my pregnancy with him, so he can reach for a toy, he can hold on to something, whereas Isaiah can't. Josiah has a lot more abilities um, because of those injections, but still, I wonder if he, if Josiah didn't need a gait trainer, or if he didn't need something to support him so he could stand up, you know, if he could freely walk or freely run, of course, I wonder where would he you know, walk to? Where would he run to? What kind of things would he say? What kind of things would he be getting into? Um, These are just, I think, normal thoughts. But when Will was here, um, I was watching him. I was observing him. And I'm sure that you can relate if you have a child who is limited either physically, mentally, or verbally, and your child is near Um, or in the same room with another child who is about the same age, it's kind of hard to not, and it's not comparing, because I'm not comparing Josiah to Will. They're two different boys, different personalities, different everything. But it's just noticing the age, at that age, what you know, your child would probably be able to do. So if you've ever felt this way, you know, kind of just observing another child um, at the very same age as your child is and feeling a sense of kind of sadness or a feeling of a slight loss 
you know, um, I feel sad for Josiah in, in that he is extremely limited in, you know, like even the birthday cake. I wanted to give Josiah a little piece of cake because we're celebrating his birthday. It's like a tradition. It's only natural, right? But he's highly allergic to everything. And so for the most part, we have to be very, very careful about what we give him. Now, both of my two younger boys are primarily, they're just fed through the G-tube. So they don't eat anything by mouth. Um, Josiah can eat like textured food like um, like mashed potatoes or pudding, something that's kind of soft, easy to swallow, um, nothing hard or crunchy, and he can't tolerate liquid. Like, you know, we wouldn't want to just give him water in the mouth because pure liquid just goes down the wrong tube. So we do have to be careful about what we do give Josiah when we do give him something by mouth. But the fact that it was his birthday and I wanted to give him cake and I anyway of course we had other food to eat and it's like oh you know we have to be really careful on what we give him not only from his allergies but even just because you know he could choke if we give him something that he can't chew up or you know what I mean like I, I just can't give him anything I have to be very very careful with what I give him and I watched Will you know, eating his plate of food. And of course he didn't need any help and he ate it all just fine. And and it's things like this where some days it just hits me a little bit harder than other days. For the most part, I look at all kinds of, you know, children, like whether we're at the doctor's appointment or other therapy appointments, no matter where I'm at, even if I'm at the grocery store and I just see little kids running around, I love kids. I always have loved kids. And it makes me so happy to see them and see them walking and the things they say, they crack me up. They're just so adorable. But for the most part, I look at other children and I just feel, I feel happy. I think they're so sweet. I feel joy. And I just love kids. I can't help it. But then, then there are those days like, you know, at Josiah's birthday party the other day where I was feeling kind of sad and it's not really something that I want to talk to other people about, you know, because it's not their fault. No one did anything wrong and they don't even really understand where I'm coming from. You may, because chances are pretty likely that you have a child with special needs, which is why you're listening to this podcast. So if in fact you can relate to what I'm talking about, if you have ever felt a sense of sadness or loss or um, any even mild grief for what your child cannot do uh, or cannot say or whatever, um, I hope you'll know that it's okay. I believe it's perfectly fine for us to have those moments where we feel a little sad. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's, it's how we feel. And there is a sense of loss. You know, our child, our, our children uh, who have special needs, they're not able to do everything that, you know, they would be able to do if they didn't have special needs. 
So I think it's okay to have a sense of sadness or loss or whatever. I don't think we should stay stuck there. Like, I don't think we should keep dwelling on it. But I do think that it's okay to acknowledge these feelings and just sit with them, you know, to just feel the feelings and not try to, you know, sweep it underneath the rug or pretend like we don't have those feelings or just, you know, try to switch to a happy thought. Like, I'm happy most of the time. I'm a very positive person. I choose to stay in a state of gratitude um, more times than not because that's the way I like to live my life. I don't want to be sad all the time. I don't even want to be sad a lot. I like to every day find all the things that I can find to be grateful for. And, you know, I pray every day and I thank God for all the things he's blessed us with. But having said that, I just felt like I wanted to share. If you find yourself feeling sad or a sense of loss or even a sense of grief, even if your child is still alive, um, I just want you to know that it's okay to feel that way and to allow yourself to have those feelings and to not feel bad for having those feelings. It's okay to just feel them. So I hope that this has helped you if you at all can relate to what I'm talking about. If not, well then good for you. I'm glad that this is not something you have to deal with if in fact you've listened to this and you don't, you know, feel this way at all. But anyways, so if you are a parent of a child with special needs, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group. It's a safe environment strictly for parents who have a child with special needs where you can get the encouragement and support from other parents who can relate to what you're going through. The name of my private Facebook group is the same name of my podcast. It's called Special Needs Parenting SOS, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.